Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? How you doing, man? I'm doing great, buddy. I am doing great. It's Monday. It's starting to get warm. It's it's just, it was such a nice day. Yeah. I had, I had a good day for once, and uh-huh. I'm just... I'm just happy about Especially it. Especially <laughs> for a Monday, that's a, always a good thing. Yeah, it's when you start your when you start your week off good, it just makes everything else so much better. Yeah, for sure. Like if your Monday's bad, no matter how good the rest of your week is, you still started off with a bad Monday. I'm well, just, you know what? We always do the podcast on Monday nights, so how could Monday ever be bad, Vincent? Right. Yeah. Right. That, that, yeah. I'm, oh, <laughs> we'll let's go. go with that. Let's we'll go with that. Let's go with that. Um. So I I <laughs> I have. <laughs> I am losing Instagram followers at an alarming rate. I just want to point that out. They don't, they don't like me drawing. Oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Then, then you don't need them. I told, I told Beth that I want to be more like Evan and Caitlin or Bob or David mm-hmm. Picciuto where I change directions and people hang on or yep. new people come on and kind of like everything. Mm-hmm. So I guess if those people are mad because I'm just not posting coasters and cutting boards all day long, I guess sorry you're mad, bro, but yep. you know, move on. I have more to do with my life than that, but yeah, so this is all to say that if you're listening to the podcast and you're not following me on Instagram, feel free to jump over there <laughs> and uh, follow me because um I'm hemorrhaging a little. <laughs> Although I did cross 1700 finally. Yes, so you I'm, did. I saw that. Congrats, I'm man. hitting I'm hitting league with you big people, so. <laughs> and I'm not Ethan Carter numbers yet. I'm working yeah. on it. You doing all right? Yeah, doing well, man. It's uh it's been good. It's uh I had a fun weekend of of projects. It was um it was one of those where I, I got I, I was done with all the things that I owed people, so I just got to uh, make for making's sake, and uh, I I'm really excited. I mean, I, you, you saw what I posted tonight. Yeah, um, you're, you're bonkers, dude. That was if I hadn't picked my thing of the week like two days ago, oh, no. yeah, you would be my thing of the week. That was for those of you not for those of you not versed. Ethan did Ethan made a leather burnishing tool out of a brass rod using a drill and a Dremel. And it's just as crazy as it sounds. Yeah, you know, it was funny. And so I said this, uh, anyone that uh, follows April Wilkerson probably has seen her little uh, axe pendant. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've always liked that. I was like, that's such a cool, cool little thing. And I was like, what is a like a leather working equivalent to that? And so uh, and, you know, an edge burnisher or edge slicker um, it is kind of a very, you know, commonly mm-hmm. most one of the most commonly used leather working tools. And so I was like, ah, and then I saw the uh, the scrap piece of brass rod. And I was like, ah, I'll see. Why not? I'll, I'll see what I do. So, I, yeah, I, I threw it in the, the hand drill, taped up the the button for the hand drill and uh, used it as a mini lathe. And yeah, I, I was I'm, I, it was one of those where I was really excited that it actually worked and it came out and then and then as I was done, I was like, I'm not going to wear this. I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing, but, but I had, a, <laughs> I had a really good time making it. And I'm, yeah, I, I, it was one of those where you, you finish and you're just super excited that it worked and you can't wait to, to post about it. So uh, I, you were going to, yeah. you were going to have a lot of people, you know, cause we all inherently know that brass works well with woodworking tools, mm-hmm. but I think you're going to have a bunch of people going, huh? Brass really works well with woodworking. It's, it's so it's so it's so soft and it's so but it's uh, it's soft but harder than wood. Like it would be mm-hmm. really hard to do to make a wooden one of those because it would cut away too fast. So it's it's kind of the perfect medium of uh, it, it. It resists you enough that you can't over you know you you, you can't make a huge mistake really quick. Um, but it but it cuts away easy enough that it's not you know four days of of work. So 
I am I am very excited about this week's episode. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Because we have someone, I swear, if ears actually did ring when people talked about you, <laughs> her ears would be the church bells at Notre Dame. Because yep. that's, I swear, I feel like there was a point where we were talking about every video every week because they're, they've just been that good. Well, it's a good thing we got rid of the video of the week because otherwise... Yeah, it's just, it be was dumb. becoming a runaway. But it was, it, it has been at least... Two of your thing, uh, things of the week. Yes, uh, at are, least are two. Her videos. So it, let's stop talking about it. Let's and stop bring talking her yeah. about her and yeah. talk to her. <laughs> the one and only Tamar from 3x3 Customs. Hi, Tamar. Hey, guys. Welcome. What's going on? I am, I am so excited to finally get to talk to you because I, I feel like I've been watching your videos almost, I wouldn't say since the beginning, but for a while, like pretty close to the beginning. And I, I've watched you just get more and more adventurous over time. And one of the things that stands out about your videos and your overall process is that you are literally fearless and it's, it's amazing to watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I am scared every time I turn on a router, (laughs) 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 but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not scared to just try something new. Um, I'm always very excited to try something new and to make mistakes and then learn from those mistakes and try something else. See, that, that's one of my favorite parts about your videos and your projects is is that that experimentation, showing the mistakes, and just kind of like laughing it off when you're like, "Oh, I totally missed. You know, I should have done this so much easy in an easier way or a different way." But that's how it works, and that's how it goes. And then you move on, and and i think that's where you learn so much by doing that and not being afraid of overthinking your mistakes right yeah for sure it might look like i'm laughing it off on camera but <laughs> yeah, off right. camera, I'm throwing things across the shop yeah yeah <laughs> i can i can i can imagine so one of the one of the greatest emotional roller coasters in your video catalog is the chair you did a couple of, a couple oh, of weeks God. ago oh no and i watched i watched you try and try and try and i'm just like oh God, why won't this work for her? And your your thumbnail, you know, Perfect. it's just you sitting on the very edge of it going, I failed. Yeah. And it was just like, I want this to work. Why isn't it working? Like, what can what can we do to make this work? And- it was so hard for me to post that video. Uh-huh. It was really hard for me to post it. But I knew I had to post it for all the reasons why all the comments were people saying we never see this side. Thank you mm-hmm. for showing this. Yeah, a hundred percent. That, well, that was self- exactly it. Yeah. So, so and selfishly, um, and and this is no lie, no joke at all. Um, probably about a week before you posted that video, I stumbled across that chair on I think Pinterest. I oh, know. Um, and I was like, oh, that is, that is so cool. It was like I was like, this would be a like I'm always trying to think of a way to do like incorporate leather and furniture in a different way. I'm like, this would be perfect. I could do leather, you know, the leather for the, where they use the felt or whatever. And I was like, this is brilliant. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'll figure it out. I'm going to do this someday. And now that I watched the video, thank, thank you. I, <laughs> now I, I'm, there's, it, well, here's the thing is if, if you, if you, you couldn't do it, there's no way in heck that I could ever do it. So, but, but again, though, I, I learned so much watching your problem solving, even though it didn't work out, you still, I still learned so much. And like you said, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, I think social media and Instagram and YouTube, it's, it's so easy to think that things always 
work out because mm-hmm. you can just show the things that always work out. And it's it's really refreshing to see when when someone as talented as you uh, can admit that it didn't work. And it, it, it just makes it more accessible for everyone to to not feel like they're a failure if, they, if it doesn't work on the first try. Yeah, there's definitely going to be an attempt number two. Oh, um, I hope so. Um, I really hope you do. I, yeah. I think that leather is going to play a big part. Awesome. It, actually. Awesome. Ooh. I love it. Yeah. That's perfect. But yeah. you, everybody seems to be speaking Ethan's language these days. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's dabbling in leather these days. That's great, though. I mean, I think, I think it would be a cool, should be, a, be a really cool look. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Please do because that would be awesome. Do you, do you feel like you kind of have it nailed down what you can change that's going to make it work? Like, do you have, I, I'm not going to ask you to give away the video, but do you feel like you have, not that you have it figured out, but you kind of know what you're going to improve to give it a better chance at success? I know where I need to experiment in order to get it to work. I love right, it. That's cool. a perfect answer. Yeah, that's cool. That is, that, that is a very Tamar-like answer. I love it. <laughs> so I, my question is, I have a two-part question. The question is, how long have you been woodworking and what got you started in woodworking? Okay. Um, it's been about five years now, I guess. Wow. Yeah. And how I started, what got me into it. It's, I really never have a good answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I, I was a stay at home mom for a while and I would just, try to keep myself busy during that like nap time, nap time crafter kind of situation. So I would do art projects here and there. Um, Then I started going to flea markets and buying old furniture and I would start to fix it up. So I started like getting some sort of tools to, to make things like I had a really good sander, you know, cause that's like refinish things. Um, And there were things that like kept breaking. So I had to learn how to fix them. And then one day I just had this idea to just why fix stuff when you could mm. just build stuff. <laughs> why not? Um, so I bought myself a miter saw and I fell in love after the first cut and I made a horrible looking bench and <laughs> I just needed to make a second bench in order to fix all the mistakes that I made. On the <laughs> and just, I just, kept wanting to make more. I just wanted to try something new. I just, just kept wanting to create. And you got like, the bug. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like my grandfather was a woodworker, but he never taught me anything. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, uh, he actually had a whole hand tool collection that got oh, lost when my aunt moved houses. And it's oh, no. very depressing <laughs> to me. Oh. But, yeah. Um, but I guess it's just in my blood. It's, it's, it's funny you say that, but I do think there's something to it. I never, it's, it's funny what you said about your grandfather. You didn't really learn from your grandfather directly. And I feel like it's also, I feel like it's also in my blood. Also, my dad, I always tell the story that my dad was a carpenter, but it took, um, he was gone for four years before I ever got my, before I got my miter saw. And it's funny also, by the way, that you said the miter saw, because I feel like that's the gateway drug for woodworkers. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the first like big power tool that most woodworkers buy is a miter saw because it's approachable. You can you can see the practicality of it very quickly. So it's one of those. It's not a big investment. It's just something you can have in the shop and kind of. All right. I have a I have a saw now. I'm a I'm a real you know, I'm a real woodworker. And then all of a sudden it just grows into, well, a table saw would really help. And then. Mm, you know, 
a benchtop belt sander would be so useful. And the next thing you know, you're starting the tool after tool after tool. It's pretty amazing, actually. Yep. I'm actually putting out a video this week, hopefully pending approval um, <laughs> on all the tools you need to start woodworking. And I mentioned that miter saw was my first purchase, but I actually don't think it's a necessary first tool to buy. I, I would agree. I, and I, I think that's that's a common misconception. I think that is, it is a very accessible first tool, mm-hmm. but it's not, I don't think it's... Oh, it's definitely not the best. You can it's not the most this, versatile or... or a table saw necessary. should be your first, I think. Yeah. If, I, if I was picking, right? If you're buying shop tools and you're outfitting your shop, I think you can get by without a miter saw if you really get good at using your table saw. You can't really go the other way. You can't do a long rip cut with a miter saw, so... Agreed. But, yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's me. What do I know? Well, I think, and I think, I mean, I think a bandsaw is much more versatile as well. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, you just do a monkey wrench in my whole thing. Cause yeah, bandsaw really does do everything, I, doesn't I, it? You guys are giving away my whole video. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. If you release it by Wednesday, you're in good shape. <laughs> but you've done some, you've done some incredibly, incredibly simple projects. And you've done some that are just so unbelievably involved. It's, I like, I do like how you, you know, your projects vary in accessibility level from something that's, you know, something you can just pick up some tools and just kind of do. Like when you did the the scrap wood gifts, that was a great video because I'm thinking like if you were, if you were looking for a bunch of, a bunch of easy wins when you're first getting started in woodworking, that was five projects that you could just start doing right away. Like you pretty much could figure it out very quickly and get started, but then you'll do crazy, crazy stuff like the the guitar that you ended up fixing with the router and put everyone's heart in their throat as you did it. But <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. You, you, you've seemed to have struck a good balance, like making woodworking accessible for everyone. And then just when, when the projects are like, oh, what's she going to do next? You come out with a jig, it's like, oh, wow, I need to make that jig. (laughs) You've kind of covered all the bases. Like you have all, you have the beginner stuff, you have the more advanced stuff, and then you're not afraid to do shop projects either, which is fantastic. And then the insane, you forgot the absolutely insane stuff. Well, yeah, there's always a certain amount (laughs) of insane stuff. That just goes without saying. Yeah. I love it. I'm gonna sleep well tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, one one of the ones I loved when you um a couple of I'm gonna look real quick. Oh, it was two years. Oh my god, that was two years ago when you did the the draw the dowels as drawer slides. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like that's such a clever idea. Like I've never seen that done before. And Dude, when I came up with that idea, I I remember I was like, oh, how cool would it be to like have dowels or draw slides? And I was like, wait, did I just think of that? <laughs> and then i had to like google to see if it if it existed or if, right. I, if i like saw it somewhere i was so proud of myself for that uh, one. i, I yeah. it's it was amazing and you know it's fun you know it's also funny by the way i've not seen anyone do it since you either which is kind of cool because that means that you've kind of hit something where it was like oh i don't know if i can even make that work you know <laughs> no it's totally easy and doable i mean of- yeah. yeah, but you know, you you have that you have that certain thing where people aren't trying to imitate you, which is great. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, you know and the other thing work really well. Also, still years later, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah well, and that that was what I was going to ask. Like, so that's held up. That's actually held up. It's not just like, oh, I made this really cool thing and it's kind of gone now. 
Oh no, my son, like it's all colored on and everything. The <laughs> draws are still still moving fine. Of the stuff you've made, is it all is it all generally still around? Is it still somewhere in your house or have you moved on from some of it or Yeah, I everything that I make is something that I need or I want. Uh, so there's I make it because there's a place for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Yes, there are certain things that I'm already thinking about maybe upgrading, but um, <laughs> for the most part, they're all they're all where I originally planned for them to be. That's pretty fantastic. I mean, you. I always worry. I always worry that I always. Well, when I started, I worried that I would make so much stuff that I'd have no room to put it. And frankly, if you look around my house, there is literally nothing <laughs> I've actually made in my house. It's all <laughs> gone to other people. Somebody else has everything I freaking made. So. Yeah. So, Eventually, I'll run out. No, nah, well, yeah. I, I don't. I don't believe that at all. Actually, I think you're going to be because because you're so creative. Well, the, one of the things I was going to say is the other thing I really like about your stuff is that uh, even stuff that other people have done, when you do it, it you have a totally different spin on it. So um, whether it's the process or the the thing itself, I mean, one of the th- uh, videos that struck me that way is um, the the hinge coat rack, right? I see, I've seen so many people do that. It's super cool where, you know, it, it springs back up or it comes down. But you did a live edge one, right, um, with a piano hinge. It, it's just it, so cool. And so it's it's something that I've seen, but not – I haven't seen it that way at all. So it's – even if it's something I've seen, it's it's still completely original and new to me. And so, I mean, do you, do you look at projects and, and think about how I can put my twist on it? Or is it just like, I want to make it and this is my style? Oh, absolutely. The, 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 well, both actually. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Uh, it could be both. Yeah. Um, so I don't ever want to make something that anybody else has made. Uh, there was something that I was planning on doing and I was so excited about it. And then I saw someone else did something so similar and I was like, Oh, now I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Right. But I, I just moved on to a different idea. Um, I just, I get very excited about doing new and different things. So mm-hmm. yes, I could get inspiration from other people's ideas and do my own twist on it, but I, I enjoy that things are, are, are different. Um, I, I don't want someone walking into my home and, and it looking like Ikea, you know, like right. I, right. I want it to look different and unique and, and unusual. So yeah, I always try to do some sort of spin or some sort of take on on these things. Love it. Do you, do you do you have like? So I always ask this question because I've become really interested in it over the last I don't know six months or so. Do you have like a sketchbook full of ideas, or do you have some other way? Do you have like some organizational thing where you have like a bunch of projects that are down the line? Like, okay, this one, this one, this one, or do you just kind of? seat of the pants, just go to your shop and start going? Or how do you typically organize a project before you get started? Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, loaded loaded question. Strap in, guys, here we go. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, so I have a folder on my phone Mm -hmm. that has inspiration pictures. Oh. And I also have a um like a notes list on my phone that has like little random ideas of things that i thought of like randomly quickly writing down notes so when i'm thinking about projects i kind of look at those two together like in tandem with each other and try to like 
mesh inspiration things from ideas that I've had. And then I sit down with a pen and paper um, and I'll try to, I'll just like quickly hash something out. And then I, I use SketchUp also to like work out the, like the kinks, I guess, in, mm -hmm. in the design and like how things are going to function. And then of course, as you're building it, it's never exactly how you <laughs> right. for it to be. Basically. But there, there is a ton of planning that, that goes on before I start. And then you have the, you're a one person show. So you, on top of the planning for the project, you pretty much do everything. I'm assuming I'm, I'm maybe I'm making a dumb assumption here and you correct me if I'm wrong, but you do everything for your channel on your own. Like your videos are shot. You don't have any help um, shooting your videos. You edit, you do all this on your own on top of it. So on top of planning out the project, you're also planning out the video at the same time, generally. Yes, I have to correct you there, though. My seven-year-old daughter sometimes takes pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I like how every once in a while, I, I do kind of like, and I know this is a this is definitely a thing. I kind of like how we've never really like seen your kids on video. Like We've seen backs feet um like skateboard riding but never seen your kids and i i kind of i have a great deal of respect for parents that keep their kids out of this world like i really do have a great deal of respect for it and i'm just i i i'm kind of curious was that just from the beginning like nope the kids are not going to be involved or you know like yeah. what how just going to keep them out of it yeah this is this is my work thing you know right. uh, they're they're gonna grow up at, to be adults and they're gonna have their own life and then all the, there's gonna be these videos out there of them mm -hmm. they, before they, they were they, even old enough yeah right. they didn't have they don't they're not old enough to understand or to have consent over that um of course they want to be on the videos <laughs> like the coolest thing to them to be on youtube you know but right. they're gonna thank me later yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I I think it's I think it's I think it's tempting, right? Because kids, I mean, for some people, for some people, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to insult anyone that listens, so I don't take it that way. But you know, some people do use their kids as props, which is kind of I don't know, it's kind of gross. <laughs> so it's 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 nice to see like just it, we know there were kids about there are like feet and random voices in the background. And that's about as far as it gets, which is kind of cool. Actually, yeah, there are always kids about. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the, um, the playroom, the playroom bench that you made. Um, because I don't know, I literally know nothing about welding. I don't have the equipment to weld. I've not taken on that at in any way. And seeing you put something that size together without welding pretty impressive i gotta say it's pretty impressive um is that it did it turn out the, i i did it turn out the way you wanted to or did you have to pivot while you were making it and kind of end up with something a little bit different or that one actually turned out like exactly how i planned like fit Sweet. snug as a bug in that That's little awesome. nook there i was super thrilled <laughs> with that <laughs> it um, did really fit nicely in that exact area that it was made for that was kind of cool yeah so I I was scared that there was going to be like some lateral movement in there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that I was going to have to brace it, but it felt so strong. I, I didn't think it needed. Oh, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Um, 
<laughs> I should probably turn my phone off before. <laughs> um, uh, it, it felt rock solid. And there were a lot of comments of people saying, I, I would have put um, some supports in there. But A, I didn't feel like it needed it. It felt super strong. B, it's also between those two pillars. And mm-hmm. I didn't really see it going anywhere. Um, but I think it's definitely a uh, like a viable method to get steel <laughs> into wood. Yeah, it, I, it, I, it just worked and it, it did look strong enough. I mean, you also have this, this, the dividers close enough to each other where, I mean, uh, unless you're putting an elephant on the top of it, right. I think you're going to be exactly. okay. <laughs> we have all been sitting on it totally fine. It's not, it's not going anywhere. Well, and that's my favorite thing about the the comments where that that's going to do X and X. Oh, and like, you're not here. You, you haven't sat on it. You haven't touched it. You haven't felt how strong it is so exactly. yeah but that's oh. that's nothing new we all know that that's that's how uh youtube works so yeah i felt i felt a great amount of kinship um a couple of weeks ago paul um drew fisher mm-hmm. i have a friend named paul fisher so his name popped into my head but drew fisher um was talking about um gluing cutting boards with opposing grain right mm-hmm. so gluing the face grain to an end grain and He's like, yep, the YouTube comments were like, this is going to basically explode and take out a small town and there's going to be nuclear winter if you ever touch this cutting board. And, you know, six years later, it's just a slight ripple, which is basically what you would expect in any older cutting board. And I just every time we have someone that has a large YouTube audience like like you do tomorrow, we always hear you know, the comments, it's just like, the comments are just so annoying. Like not in, not as in general, but there's always the one person who's like a real, oh, I'm the expert on this and you know nothing. And here's everything you did wrong. Let me itemize it for you in triplicate. And do you get a lot of that or no? No, never. (laughs) (laughs) And you're also a really good liar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, I don't. It, you, you, it you makes you wonder, right? Like, like what? Like, why do you? What? What in your day went so wrong that that was what you decided to do today? Like, go on YouTube and correct someone. Well, you, you know, you know what's a, what I've started doing. Um, and more, more on well, because I get more negative when I on Reddit than I do on YouTube because I'm just oh, too course. small on YouTube, and Reddit's a you know a toxic place. But, um, but when when someone says I'm doing something wrong, I or that they were doing it differently. I asked them what, uh, like, what they would do differently, and nine times out of ten they don't respond. But and but when they do, it's like they're like you can almost hear them like stuttering, like because they don't actually know <laughs> the answer or the solution or why they what what they would do differently. And it's like hilarious because you can kind of tell that they like you called them out, you called their bluff, and, mm-hmm. and and so rather than be mean or or go back at them or anything like that, I just take the approach of like that's a really interesting idea. Uh, tell me tell me how you would do it, <laughs> and and why it would be better than what I did. And yeah, it, it's it's a it's fun for me. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good approach. I like yeah. that one. Typical Ethan, kill him with kindness. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> kill him with kindness. Yeah, I try. I try to to be as kind and polite as as I possibly can, up to a point. You know, well, it, everyone it, has their limits. It, um, it, yeah. I mean, I think the other thing to though too is that way there are there are the people that just don't don't know, like they're not socially aware of how their comment is going to come across and they don't mean it in a bad, bad way. And so I do find that that way that then also allows them to have an out if they, you know, mm. it, they, they don't mean it to sound condescending or 
obnoxious. They just don't know how to type a comment that doesn't come across that way, right? For sure. I've actually, there have been very, very, very small amount of cases where that's actually the case. And they respond Mm -hmm. and say, I'm sorry, I I didn't mean for it to come off that way. I was just genuine, like, I was just curious. And that's, you know, or or very, very small amount of times that's happened where like, you like the switch, but it definitely happens. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it's they're they're almost like it's it, especially the ones where they're asking a question, but it, it comes across as they're like questioning you. It's so easy for us. I mean, that is one thing I try to always remember too is like it's easy for us to be defensive of our own stuff. And so if a, someone's questioning why you did something, some ways sometimes they actually are are genuine. But to your point, I think that's maybe like two percent of the time. The rest yeah. of the time, they're just being jerks. But assume benign intent (laughs) that's that's i was the greatest piece of advice i ever got was just assume benign intent you always Mm -hmm. start out from the position that the person is just asking a legitimate question that they don't know the answer to if they pursue it and they become a complete jerk face well then all bets are off drop the gloves and fight if you feel like it but for the most part you're right once you once you hit someone back with you know, first of all, most of them don't expect you to hit them back at all. Like to give, mm-hmm. like you said, you 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 take the comment and you kind of reply back, like, "Oh, how would you do it?" They're not expecting that reply to begin with. When they get that reply, they're doubly confused because now it puts them on the spot of, "Uh oh, how do I play this? I could be a jerk, or I can try to be productive, or I could just ignore it, move on with my day, and right. pretend that no one saw this whole thing." <laughs> well, and, is- and the other thing too, and I'm interested if you get this a lot, um, but like more and more I'm getting when people are so over the top, the, I don't have to do anything. Other people come to the, to my defense. Mm. And that's, I think that's my favorite. Um, I don't know why, but that, and, and, and sometimes though, then I have to like, kind of, you have to kind of like stop it because then it's like ganging up on them. And I don't want that either, but it's nice when, when people are saying, they don't even like it's, uh, I've gotten one recently. I'm, I'm trying to remember something. I th- it was something about how I talked or my how fast I was talking, which I do talk pretty fast in my videos. No, um, yeah, but but I know that, and that's part of. But at the same time, I get that one also, so I don't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, but my favorite thing about that too is that I'll get a comment like, uh, "How about you? You know, how about you try slow? If you uh, could talk at a reasonable pace, maybe I could follow along." And then the next comment was like. Oh, I'm so like, I always have to speed up the YouTube videos because I, they're, they drag on so long. I'm so happy that you did it at this pace. You know, it's like (laughs) contrasting. You can't please everyone. And it literally, it's like every, like almost every time I get a negative comment, I get the inverse comment (laughs) We talked about with my plant stand video, Vincent. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that was, so that was my only video that's really like exploded. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and like someone said, Oh my gosh, I can't stand this guy's voice. He has the worst voice of all time. I cannot listen to this uh, whole video when he says X, Y, and Z, which I said at the end of the video. So clearly they can stand it because they listened to watch the whole video. So thank you. But the very, the very next comment is, I love your voice. It's so soothing and comforting. I'm like, <laughs> literally the next comment. It was just unbelievable. So I, all the time, there's yeah. stuff like that. It's yeah. like, 
you talk too fast, but you're talking too slow. Cause like, <laughs> like it, it just, what do you want from me? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, um, like, I thought you were talking about um, like if somebody gives a negative comment and like you pin it to the top and then people like uh, start harassing that person, which I've done a few times. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like somebody, I mean, I don't normally do it, but there was just, just sometimes you have enough, like with like the women comments, you know, it's like, oh, right, nice right. video, but now get back in the kitchen. It's like, oh, right. Enough oh, already. That, that, that has to get pinned. So that I has to get pin pinned. that one right up to the top and that guy. Just, and just let them go at him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's, it has to be when, you don't want to bully up on somebody if, if to our point, if they didn't mean it in the way that they said it. But clearly, when someone says something like that, where it's so yeah, blatant, there's no real, so there's no benign intent that can oh, be assumed with let, that kind let, of let, yeah. let the people pile on. I love that. Yeah. yeah. But then someone got people were like so happy about that. They're like, yeah, 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 so happy you you pinned it, so we could all laugh at this loser. And then there was someone who was like, I unfollowed after you started pinning all these comments. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not nice of you. I'm like. Well, it's not nice of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I know, exactly. You know, as as a as a woman, as a woman in a in a field, we'll call it in mostly a in, a, <laughs> in a world in a world dominated by men. <laughs> one woman makes jigs and guitars. <laughs> um, do you do you find? I mean, how do you? What, what's the temperature of the room for a woman woodworker? Because I I do feel like we get kind of both sides of it from when we have, when we have female guests Um, we get either people are super supportive and generally, you know, very kind and understanding that it's difficult to be a woman in woodworking. And then we get the other side of it where they're just, people are just brutal and feel like, because I'm a woman, I don't know anything. So I'm just kind of curious, what's the temperature of the room? How do you read the room as far as the attitude towards women in the space that we're in? for the most part, it's positive, like insanely Mm -hmm. positive. Uh, My favorite comments, and the reason why I do what I do is when someone says, I'm watching this video with my daughter. So thank you for putting Mm. out these videos. So Mm. that just gives me fuel to keep on going. Um, In the beginning, I was getting a lot of, you're not really doing this. You're not the one doing the work. Your your husband's doing it, blah, 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 blah. My husband doesn't know how to use a hammer. So. I was just—I was going to ask that actually because yeah. we have never seen your husband do anything in any of your videos, and I was wondering, except for mess up my pieces. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, and I love that. I kind of like that. I like that it's just you doing your thing, and he's not. You know, you don't don't take this the wrong way because I know this is going to come out really bad no matter how I say it. But I I like that you don't bring him in because hey, I need a man's help. I love that about you. You're just. You're you're out there on your own doing your thing in your shop, and I I absolutely love that. I'm I'm kind of surprised. I'm I can imagine that's off putting for some people because like, well, we don't see a man in there. He must be hiding and pulling the strings, right? You're like the Wizard of Oz or something, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So that's not the case. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just it's being on YouTube is actually really against my nature and my personality like me and my family my husband my kids we're all actually very private people mm-hmm. um so putting myself out there on youtube was a really really hard decision that i had to make and like i said before when i get those comments where people say that they're watching with their daughters 
that's why that's I'm the doing, reason why yeah. I'm doing it. But we're still that private family. We're still very private. So mm-hmm. I didn't ask him. I mean, he 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 wants to remain private. So I'm going to respect that, and I'm not going to put him in my videos. Just like the same thing with my kids. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, that's that's why you don't see him. As you've started, as you've started to, as you've started to really take off, because like I said, I've been watching you since the beginning. So I've I've watched you go from a few thousand subs to nearly half a million, which is unbelievable. And it's Super been well so deserved. fun watching you grow as quickly as you've grown, because you've done more in three years than some people ever do on YouTube. But I was, I'm genuinely curious now. How how has the reaction been? Because I know that when people start YouTube channels and they're one half of a like a married couple usually that starts a YouTube channel, you know they get the support because it's kind of I don't want to say owed, but it kind of is owed as a as a spouse. And your husband was probably I imagine your husband was at least a little bit skeptical, but but supportive. At what point did that did you feel that kind of changing where it's like? Oh, this is like this isn't just a hobby in the garage anymore. This is this is a legitimate thing. I guess when the first big check came in, yeah, <laughs> right. <you> yeah. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. <laughs> um, no, he was supportive from day one. He was. <laughs> that's uh, great. There were, this all started because I, we were watching some TV program, and I was watching people build furniture, and I just turned over to him and I said. I want to do that. I think I could do that. And his words were, and I could do a better job of that. (laughs) But his his words were, so do it. He's always been, Mm -hmm. do it. He's always been very supportive with all of this. And, um, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been a fun ride. It's fun. I mean, so I've said this before. So my girlfriend, Bettina, uh, I, I say the same thing. It's, she has zero interest in doing what I, what I do, right. Making videos, anything like that but super supportive of me doing it. And mm-hmm. that's, it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's a special thing. So it sounds like your husband's the same way. It's just do it. Right. And, that, and she, I mean, she was the one that convinced me to get a, you know, get my um, domain name, right. It, before I made a single post on Instagram or anything, she's like, get the, get your domain names just in case and do this and that. And, uh, and it's, it's just amazing to me when there's people that, really don't have maybe an interest in doing it themselves but are so so super supportive and that's that's awesome and that sounds like exactly how he is so that's great yeah it's awesome it's i love i love hearing i love hearing stuff like this by the way it just makes me it just warms the cockles of my cold little heart <laughs> when i hear when i hear just this this great vibe about you know a, a relationship where everybody is just really supportive of each other because it's not always the case. Like a lot of times it's one person doing something and the other just like, Oh, he's doing the, he's doing the garage thing again. You know, it's, but you're not, you're not dealing with that. It's, it's fantastic. That's probably why you've been so successful doing it. So here's what I will say too, is that um, I, I think especially with social media and this whole genre that we're in, it, it takes a different kind of understanding and support. I mean, I'm on my phone all the time, just, responding to comments or like, you know, commenting on other people's posts or watching videos and stuff like that. And that, you know, that's got to be super annoying, right? Uh, to Bettina, but she understands that that's part of growing my following and growing my channel and, and all of that. So it's a different, whereas like, 
I don't know. I, 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 and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it, it's different than if I was like, oh, I got to I got to sign on. I've got these, work, you know, these job, job, these work emails I got to get out tonight. I don't know. Does that make sense? Totally, it's like, yeah, no, it's totally different because the responding to comments and everything is like when you're like lying in bed, like, right. as opposed to like the emails and stuff, like you're mostly like sitting at a desk and right. It's, yeah. but, but you have to do it. I mean, if you want to be successful, you kind of have to engage in the, in the, you know, the following and the, those types of things. And you don't have to do it all the time. But I mean, it, it is it's just a different thing. And it's comes across as not as like official as a work email, well, right? It's it's because there's it's because the off switch is more of a soft off switch. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not really an off switch. It's more like sleep mode, where you're you're not quite off, but you're still engaged in some way. Because right. there are times where I'll be sitting there on the couch. I'm like, I am not going to do this. And I have the only way that I will not pick up my phone is if I put it on do not disturb, flip the screen over and put it face down on the couch next to me. Because if it's face up, that's like a siren song to me. Like, and it's like, Oh, I got an Instagram comment. Let me respond to it instantaneously because I know that that's going to help my grow. And it's like, no matter what you can, it's almost like when you're in this, you can't really turn it. It's hard to turn off. It's really, really hard to turn off for sure. Yeah. I think it's important to um, to take breaks. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. like, you notice, mm-hmm. like sometimes like I'll just not post on Instagram for like a week or two. And I, I just, I just have enough sometimes. <laughs> I just need a break. <laughs> um, so I, I take some time off from it. I still, um, I check it a little bit. I'll check like some messages, but I try to, I try to have some sort of balance with it. I'm not that great at it, but it's definitely important to take a break. It's a lot. It, 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 it definitely can be. And, and uh, Vincent, we've talked about this before, too. I mean, I, I find it more with um, stories and stuff like that, where there's there's just a couple weeks at a time where I just I just don't feel like doing it. Right. I know I should be doing it, <laughs> quote unquote, for yep. growth and all those things. But if I'm not feeling it, just you're, you're right. It, take a break, because then it, it does. You come across as insincere you know you're forcing it all those things and you're just and you're unhappy while you're doing it so why do it right (laughs) but that's a hell of a that's a hell of a combination isn't it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're struggling through it and you're unhappy while you're struggling right right (laughs) yeah and and it shows i mean i think it really does show both in your work and in you know and in your presence right so for sure like if i'm not i'm not really like a huge storyer story person like I guess while the projects are going on, like if I'm excited about something, I'll, I'll, I'll do a story or two. Um, but it just like, it's just so much. There's just so much going on. Like I, right. I'm like, have to be setting up my camera everywhere. I'm like dealing with kids running around, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, right. responding to emails. Like there, there's just like a line. That just, it's, well, that's, that's basically what, that's exactly it though, is I do it now when I'm excited about something. So there might be a weekend where I post a ton of stories because I'm just genuinely super excited about sharing something I'm doing. And then there'll be like a month where I don't post a story, you know? So I, I think you're right. But it's also, you know, it's just that pressure. You, you should, If you let the pressure get to you, then you will burn out. And it, to your point, it, you got to take breaks yeah. and just step away when you're not feeling it. You got to, you got to give yourself the out to say, okay, 
I'm stepping away and I, and I, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Right. And, and you'll have that like one moment where you're like, Ooh, I want to try this. And then like, yeah. you'll go yeah. out and you'll, like be excited about something. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you're back in it. So it's, it, it happens, but yeah. It's been funny watching people who don't work from home, um, have this same issue. Cause like if you're in the social media, social network content production, um, game, you generally always have to try to find that work-life balance, you know, that, when to switch it off and, you know, be present with your family and whatever. And, but you kind of develop those habits over time. Whereas people who just recently started working from home after working in an office, they don't know how to find that balance yet because it's like, oh, I I don't know what to do. Like I'm home and the kids are home and, but I do have work to do, or they either go one way or the other, either they pretty much ignore the work or they ignore the family and they spend all their time working because work is home with them and it's it's been funny for me watching these people who have not had to deal with that in the past suddenly have to start dealing with it and how much they've struggled with it yeah one of the things that i've noticed about your videos tomorrow and it's actually more about you than your videos you are a hell of a musician like you're a really you're a really good guitar player um i'm assuming you play the keyboard also i don't no. You don't. Okay. So that's just for the that's just for the kids then. And I'm not a really good guitar player either. <laughs> no, you are. I'm not gonna allow you to say you're not. You're a damn good guitar player. And maybe it's just because I don't play the guitar, so it's like watching someone play the guitar in any competent way looks good to me. That's I can totally play a few songs. <laughs> but, so but we're at that we're at the same level. We, we could jam. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Be a hell I, of a jam band. Yeah. I'm like but I, I That's love watching you with some um, some scales. There you go. I love watching you make guitars. Mm-hmm, me um, too. And I I I always I'm always interested in the um, the musical ability of the people that we have on the show because we do have a lot of the people that have been on here have some kind of musical ability. And I notice you do have a tendency when you know every once in a while a guitar pops up in the feed that you made. And I'm just wondering um, what that's all about. Like, you are you you're just I do you really just like music or yeah. do you have a thing for guitars or what's the I've deal? been obsessed with music ever since I was like 12 probably I think awesome when, uh like when all of my friends were listening to Spice Girls and I was like Kurt Cobain uh, <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> tomorrow so, you are really you know if I didn't if I didn't already like you so much I, I like you so much more for this stuff that you said on this show. It's yep. amazing. Yes. Kurt Cobain. Yes. Yeah. So I had posters of Kurt Cobain at Reverse Cuomo on my walls growing up. Um, and it's just, it's just always been a part of my life. I wanted to play an instrument so badly. I wanted to play guitar so badly. And I started in high school, I guess. Um, I never really got that great. And mm-hmm. I kind of just like gave it up. And once I, I like picked it up every once in a while, just like whatever, casually, I was, I could play a few chords and I was never really that great. Um, when I started woodworking, a friend of mine said, you know, you should start building guitars. And I like laughed at him. Like he's like, <laughs> like I, I'm going to build a guitar. Are you crazy? Um, and he's like, no, no, no. Like you can totally do it. So I decided to start with a kit guitar. I was like, you know what? I feel like this is totally doable. But then I made like the, like some mods to it. And I noticed that like, I could totally 
dude, I could Do totally it. make a right. guitar. Like, why can't I make a guitar? So um, <clears throat> every single one of the guitars that I make, I just like, I like put everything mm-hmm. them and I feel like I'm like just at the tip of like learning what I could possibly do. Cause I haven't, I made my own neck when I only did the, the cigar box guitars yes. and those are like, they're not, there's no radius to them and there's no, um, um, the metal thing that goes inside. Hold on. The, the, the uh, truss rod. Truss rod, sorry, truss rod inside. <laughs> um, so like I haven't done like those complicated things yet. I will eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I feel like I'm really just like, there's so much that I need to learn and I'm so excited to learn it all. And I do think that like when this whole YouTube thing dies down, which I, it will eventually, um, I want to just focus on making guitar. That's when I have the most fun. And that's like what gets me the most excited is making these guitars. So it, it's just, that's just my favorite. My favorite projects are, are the guitars. Let me, let me ask you this. Cause it's, <clears throat> As you're talking, it kind of like sparks something in me. So, um, and most people have, I, I think I've told this story. I think I told it on episode 11 when I came on as a guest. Um, <clears throat> but uh, part, I mean, I've always been a maker. I think I didn't know maker wasn't a thing when, you know, whatever. But <clears throat> um, I, I st- like my first real project was I took a class on how to make an acoustic guitar. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it was a kit ish it was so like the sides were bent already and um but you know we fretted everything we assembled everything i mean it was it was more than just a kit kit i would say and that's what sparked like not only my fascination with guitars but also my fascination with making and and that i i kind of put put that moment as like the turning point of me discovering that this was such a passion of mine so i say i say all that is th- I started playing guitar more after I made that first that first guitar. I played guitar a little bit before, but I it, to me it was like I made this now. I now I should learn how to use it, right? And hmm. I, there's a little bit of it that <clears throat> I I think and and since then, all right, sorry. Since then, I've I've accumulated way too many guitars for the ability that I have to play a guitar. And part of it is just the I fell in love with how guitars were made and the intricacies of them and all the different components that go into them and the craft of them. And I think that is part of why I love guitar as much as playing it. Um, I don't know. Is that, does that make any sense to you tomorrow? Like, totally. It, yeah. And I totally agree with that. I started <clears throat> playing more once I started like getting into making them more. Right. It's, you understand, you appreciate the craft of it and and what makes a guitar sound great. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so funny because as you were talking about that, that's it kind of came back to me. It's like, that's part of why I love guitar so much is not even that I love playing, which I do, but it's it's just like the art of making it and then having it actually make music. And I don't know, it's, it's yeah. yeah. The first time that I plugged in a guitar that I, I never did any soldering before, the first mm-hmm. time that I like soldered up like the the wiring, and it worked. I was just like, I can't believe that this worked. <laughs> well, I can't so, believe I did that. One more real quick story. Sorry, real quick story. So I made my brother. My brother's played guitar his whole life, and my dad. Both my dad and my brother were the guitar players. I was the drummer. Drummer because I was the youngest. Um, but both of them played guitar. So I 
once I made the first one, I, I think I made my brother a kit electric guitar, kind of like, um, you know, what you've seen other people do where they buy, you know, mm-hmm. you, you get the, you get the body and you get the neck, but then everything else you have to do. So I wanted to make one for my brother for Christmas. And <clears throat> I was at, visiting my parents and we were going to drive from Rochester, New York back to Boston, uh, Christmas, uh, for Christmas day. Like, so it was like the next day we were leaving to go back to Boston. And, uh, at, literally I was like soldering things and everything at like nine o'clock at night, the day before the night before we were leaving. And uh, my parent, uh, parents' friends came over uh, to pick up the dog. And I came downstairs. I was like, are you guys, I haven't plugged it in yet. Are you guys, ex- like, do you guys want to witness either the most exciting moment or the most <laughs> devastating moment oh, no. ever? And they're like, yeah. And luckily, I plugged it into your point. I plugged it in and it actually made noise. And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. But I was just like, this could have been tragic. And I don't know why I put myself out there. But I was like, oh, this could be so bad. But it could also be so good. <laughs> is there anything scarier? Yeah. Is there anything scarier than you wire something up and you do that first smoke test? And it's like, well, nothing blew up. I yeah. guess I did it right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is, which acoustic is totally uh, a bucket list thing that I'm going to eventually do. Oh my gosh. Uh, but um, I have to wait until I have some sort of like temperature controlled environment in my shop. So that's going to have to happen first before I attempt my acoustic. Yeah, I did. I've done I did the acoustic kit and I did. I've done a ukulele uh, acoustic kit from actually from uh, Stumac. Uh, that is where um, Bob and Josh got all their stuff from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a great kit, but you're, you're not a kit. You're going to you're going to do it from. From for real, so uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. That's awesome. I'm only asking this to see if the answer isn't the one I expect. However, <laughs> which of the guitars that you've made is your favorite? Me? Good question. Which yes, my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, the three string Explorer. Well, I did not ex- see. Okay, that's why you asked the questions. Um, why that one in particular? Because like. It's a three-string explorer that looks super cool. <laughs> it is really, really cool. I love it, the shape. It's so fun to play. And like, oh, there's so many comments that are like, why three strings? Oh, if only you'd had three more strings. Oh, like, why would you go through the trouble of making that with only <laughs> Because it's really fun to play on three strings. Like, I, right. it's, like, it looks like I know how to play guitar when I play it. And, <laughs> um, and my kids enjoy playing it and it just looks cool. <clears throat> And it was just fun to make also. Is well, that's, what, that's what cigar box guitars are. They're three strings. Yeah, that's what I did. I, it, was yeah. a, it was like a cigar box like build. Instead of using a cigar box, I made a Explorer shape. That's is awesome. It, is it, I mean, is it just an optical illusion? Is it as small as it looks? Like, it looks small. really small. Yeah. Okay, it is small. Okay, it's not just... Sometimes it's hard to tell on YouTube. Like, things look really, really small. And I can be like, well, Tamar could just be a giant. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm five foot three. What? Or five foot four, I guess. It's like, I had no idea. Round, rounding up. You um, come off, you do come off tall in your videos. Really? And, yeah, I don't know why. And just maybe it's just, I don't know. No, I'm itty bitty. Why wow, <laughs> five three? Yeah. That, that's like, that's news. See, we break everything on this, break everything on this podcast. See, one I, of the, wait, am, am I looking the wrong one? Like, it doesn't look that small to me. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's uh, whatever. about Sorry. two years. About two years ago, somewhere toward the oh, middle. two years ago. Okay, I was, I was looking at the making a three string explorer. I have to assume there's only one three string explorer out there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I digress. I digress. Go. Move on. Move on. 
one of the one of the one of the running jokes one of the running jokes in my house um actually involves you tamar um it's it's about my planer and somewhere along the line it just became a running joke that you absolutely love your planer (laughs) and i don't know i don't even remember how it got started i do but whenever i talk about (laughs) whenever i talk about my planer invariably either me or my wife will say at some point oh tamar's favorite tool like it's just become tamar's favorite tool the planer and i'm just wondering is it your favorite tool no it's not (laughs) but i do love my planer but my favorite tool is a router for sure so the so wait a minute wait a minute hold on this is this is interesting so the tool that you admitted is the only tool that scares you in your shop is actually your favorite tool is there something wrong with me? No, I, I think actually, I <laughs> think that's, that's really there's something to be said actually. for that. I think there's like it's the 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 fear is also the enticement, right? Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't know, I wasn't yeah. scared of it until Dave Pachuto <laughs> on making it said, "Well, think about it. You're holding a two horsepower motor mm-hmm. that's basically as powerful as a lawnmower in the palm of your hand with a spinning blade on it that's going twenty two thousand RPMs." And I'm like, "Damn, routers are scary." Yeah, <laughs> like, everyone's always said that. Yeah, and I, I've way less scared of that than my table saw i don't know why but oh wow no yeah i mean tomorrow and i basically have the same table saw and i got over that i had a kickback when i first got it because i didn't know what the hell i was doing and it shot a board across my shop broke i had one of those boxes of fluorescent bulbs Mm -hmm. for um for the shop lights and it shot the wood out of my hand shattered like eight of them just a loud explosion ripped up my gripper and it scared the hell out of me. And I didn't touch table saw for like three weeks after. No, that. I, like, I, I'm still like, I, 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 change your pants after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't kidding. It was scary as hell. But, but at, at the same time, it, the bandsaw, I think was one of the like least intimidating things I've ever used for the first time. I, I don't agree. know what, I don't know what I it agree is about that. it. It's, I, I mean, I guess because it's, it's pulling down. So there's, he's pulling down against the table and stuff like that, but it, it's, it's just so easy to use. I don't, and maybe that's a false sense of I actually, I, I actually, I actually think of all the tools. I think of all the cutting tools that I have. The one I'm least afraid of is the bandsaw. Like I am just not scared of that at all. Like I hooked it up the first day, started using it. Like I'd never ever. I mean, granted, I didn't have it set up right. I had the guard too high. I had all mm-hmm. the, I had it set up completely mm-hmm. wrong, and it still worked. <laughs> like, it's a very forgiving tool. Mm-hmm. It, took, yeah. it took me a really long time to figure out, like, the adjustments with the bearings and everything. Right. And changing the blade. Like, once you figure that all out, I think the bandsaw is, is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm still I'm still in that phase. But, like, but it just, it, it, it feels, it, it's a natural feeling tool right it just kind of like i don't know the you know the table saw you're like do i am i pushing too fast too slow uh am i standing in the right place and the bandsaw just kind of feels like yeah it's just cutting you know yeah. it's just cutting like butter you know and you can like take your hands off of it for a second right exactly well, yeah. you know, like, have something shoot back at you right exactly it's, yeah. it's really funny when jimmy was talking about how the only time you get hurt on a bandsaw is when you think it stopped and it didn't because the momentum keeps the blade going for a while and i'm like yeah i can't imagine with the blade going you're gonna ever touch the blade and if you ever watch the way people use a bandsaw like they keep their thumbs on opposite sides of where the blade's gonna push through and they leave themselves like a half inch of space and no one is ever nervous about it it's like yep that's what that's how you use a bandsaw <laughs> i was scared i was more scared when i had my scroll saw 
And I was more worried about those blades breaking than anything else. Like that was the scariest part of having a scroll saw for me. Not so much the cutting, it's the blade breaking, which by the way, I have broken a blade on a bandsaw and it is as terrifying as people say it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I haven't done that and I can imagine. You will. You um, will. Well, yeah, I'm also the guy though that, uh, so I got the Jimmy Duressa, Vincent knows this, but uh, I got the Jimmy Duressa skeleton knife and I didn't cut myself on the knife. I cut myself. I punctured my finger on one of the staples trying to open the package. So I'm also that guy. So I, That's me also. I like yeah. constantly <laughs> cut myself on things I shouldn't be cutting myself. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. I literally, it just literally happened to me this weekend. I, you know how many times I've cut my hand on my random orbital sander? I can't even tell you. I have cut my hand on that more than any other tool in my shop. I keep cutting it on the edge of the discs and it happens over and over and over. And I, in fact, just right now, I actually just, I was holding my fingers. Like I was holding my chin while I was talking to you and a piece of my uh, hair from my beard went in the cut and it was like somebody stabbed my hand with a needle. And that just reminded me of just how clumsy I am around things that shouldn't hurt you. And like, there's one video where I had like very noticeable band-aids the whole time. And people kept saying, what's with the band-aids? What's with the band-aids? It happened to be that I actually cut my finger with a bread knife when I was cutting a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was Not- picking that up. Like, that was total truth of what happened. I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like, that's what happened. Was it yeah, was yeah. it the the uh, crumb catcher? Were you making that? Or? No, no. <laughs> it's amazing though. It's 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 funny because you're, and I think part of it, and, and this is one of those mentality things, right? But part of it is you're really on your guard when you're around, right? Like a miter saw or a table saw, and you go over to your belt sander and you don't think twice and you push your knuckle right into it, and it's like, oh, that's going to yeah. leave a mark. Yeah, definitely. I, I've been very fortunate, and I know I'm probably you know probably jinxing it by saying it but i've been very fortunate i haven't had any really serious injuries in a shop in the shop but i have wood right now my hands are my hands are a little bit beat up in some spots where because i keep hurting the same spot over and over. just this weekend i was flattening a cutting board on the cnc and i don't even know how i did it i put i flipped the board over i wedged it back into the the work holder and there was a red dot on the top of the board and i'm like what the hell? Where'd that come from? And I look at my hand and my hand's just covered in blood. And I'm like, what the hell? Where did I don't even I didn't even touch anything sharp. Like, what's going on? It is. It is. I, I think that is a common thing for for makers as well Is like you, you're bleeding and you and then you then you realize where you got. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how did I do that? And you like and it, like sometimes I go back to my footage, too. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's where I did it. Uh. Okay. And I, I just want to point out also, I don't know how many paper cuts I've gotten in my shop. Like, it's just oh, paper silly. Cuts are the worst, yeah. It's so silly. But I think that's, you know, you you kind of go into your shop knowing that there's always a... Po- I mean, look, everybody has a first aid kit in their shop, and we have it in the shop for a reason. You you know that there's a certain amount of danger to go with it. And I think that's what... That intimidates a lot of people out of the shop. I've heard a lot of people go, oh, I can't, I can't do woodworking. Like, I can't imagine using it a table saw or a miter saw all the time it's terrifying and i'm like oh i mean if if you think about it it kind of is you know well you got you, what i say is you always have to have a healthy level of intimidation from tools mm-hmm. and i think that gives you a, i think that gives you a healthy respect and uh cautiousness to your point 
it's your point, Vincent. It's uh, you're usually more um, focused and stuff around table saws and stuff than the you know than the belt sander. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because yes, maybe you will hurt yourself on the band saw I and mean, the belt sander. But if you hurt yourself on the belt sander, it's gonna be it's not a big deal relative. It, it's to annoying. The table saw. Not, it's right. annoying. Not life changing. Right. Right. Yeah. Do I you, do I, find that that I I think that I'm more careful when I'm on camera. So because mm-hmm. I know that I'm filming myself, I, I mean, I should be careful just for the sake of being careful, but uh, because it's on camera, I, I have that extra step of caution that I take. I do find that when I, when I am doing stuff that's not on camera, I find that I I'll cut corners. Things. Yeah. That I'm like, <laughs> I should not have done that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I'm thankful that I'm recording my work so that I'm as careful as I should be. Are you, are you working, are you teaching the kids any of the stuff that you've learned so far? Are they interested in it or is it just kind of not yet? So like my daughter likes to hang out with me out there and mm-hmm. she, she, she likes to use the bandsaw actually speaking of bandsaw. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, so she likes to use the bandsaw. Um, I let them use the hand tools all the time. They love using spoke shaves, but we do like small little, pro- they don't like they get, their attention can't hold for mm-hmm. like longer than 10 minutes. With the- right. But, um, <laughs> I mean, as much as they can, we do it. it it's funny you say that. Cause I, I think, I feel like I've seen a lot of other people use have it, when their kids are in the shop, other than like a drill or something like that, they, they use the bandsaw. Uh, like I know, uh, Bruce, uh, a brew daddy, uh, his kids have used the bandsaw. Like, and I think even Drew Fisher, like they, mm-hmm. so that goes to what we're saying is I think the bandsaw just feels like if you are smart about it, it's a, it just feels like a safer tool. I the don't scroll know. saw, scroll saw also. Like I <laughs> yeah, scroll saw like too. Yeah. Little kids that can scroll me under the table any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Like I was awful with the scroll saw and I see, you know, video after video. There's a, was it the, the scroll saw scribbler? The guy mm-hmm. on um, Instagram, have you ever seen his stuff? It's mind boggling what yeah, he does crazy. with a scroll saw, like absolutely mind boggling. And it just made me realize like sometimes you just have to cut your losses. And that's the last thing I wanted to ask you about before we get into thing of the week tomorrow. Is there, has there been a project that, I mean, I, I was really happy to see what you did with the roll up chair, um, particularly because it didn't work, not because I was glad to see you fail, but because it felt good to see something that wasn't all unicorn farts and roses, right? Yeah. But is are there any projects that you've just bailed on and go, yeah, this is just not going to work, and I'm not putting any more effort into this. Screw it, I'm done. I don't think so. I don't think. I think there's aspects of projects that have have gone in the burn pile but not (laughs) not projects as as a whole for sure not i I try to always figure out something that works well and there's a there's learning there's a learning moment and everything too right like yeah 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 this this was the first one that was like i i that was really yeah you have no idea how excited (laughs) i am to see the follow-up to that video by the way because just watching watching you try the different materials and like just even the way you ended up putting the felt on to make it in the final version that you show, I'm like, there's no way in hell that's going to work. And it actually held together, which blows my mind. Like I, I can't even believe it didn't like just shred when you sat. Right, I mean, on it, 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 it was close. It, it was very close. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
That's got to be. I mean, even when you even when you you fall short, like when you come that close, it's got to be like you know, it's okay because this is close. If I do this again, I'm gonna nail it. Like, I just I, it was so. I thought it was gonna be so easy. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> famous I, I, last words. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's the same thing. That, but what I think is amazing and probably why. Uh, it's not out there more it's it's like the only uh resource that you have is that picture right i mean Mm -hmm. did you find anybody else that had made it or any other yes so not someone that made it somebody found a video that was at the like presentation like the school presentation of of when this chair was made and there are people sitting in it and and like it works like it could work but but not like the process. Not the process. Okay, and okay. Like drawings that people sent me that they said they found, but like it was in a different language. Because well, I I did I I as soon as I saw that and I I, I think it was pre-show right um, that I was talking about this. But <clears throat> the second I saw that on Pinterest, I like Googled everything. I couldn't find anything on it. And then like a week later, you posted that video. But like yeah, there's I don't think there's anything out there on how to make it. No. Yeah. Pretty That's amazing. awesome. I re- yeah, I'm I'm super excited for it's you. It's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be good and and the day you do it, the day you do it, it's going to be our thing of the week for the two of us because it's Oh it's my just, gosh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, because we we love that we both love that video and we're dying to see you nail it. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> I I just want to say one more I this is a complete uh about face. I just I really loved the plywood corner roundover video that you made that was pretty damn cool that was so freaking cool i don't know why i don't know why it struck such a chord with me it's just such a like little detail that makes a world of difference in the design and and everything about it like the little splines and i i don't know i just i I just love it i just didn't want to get through the podcast without saying that (laughs) i really loved that video and that and and I, for anyone that's listening, that and shame on you if you haven't. But if you if you haven't watched videos, it's a great example of your of your um, your problem solving and and how you approach a project. I, I thought mm-hmm. it was a really really good example of that too. So thanks. Yeah, yeah I, I love like, that. Like wary of posting those like highly focused little videos on like one little aspect of a project, but like. I felt like I put a lot of thought into that one little yeah. aspect of it that it deserved its own video. And so I appreciate that. Thanks. Well, in, in, in again, maybe I'm in the minority, but I love like to me, even though I'm not going to do exactly that, the, the watching your process and your thought, pro- you know, your thought process and how you problem solve it. To me, that's why I watch YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to make the thing that the person's making. And again, I might be different than most people, but, uh, but, to me, like that, I get more out of that kind of thing than you know than a just a straight here's how you do it video. And uh, so, anyways, yeah, I, sorry, very big tangent, but uh, but <laughs> it's fine. I like it. I'll take cool. it. <laughs> <laughs> so normally, when we do our thing of the week, we let our guests go first because it's only polite to let the guests go first. And since we're being polite, Tamar, would you like to tell us what your thing of the week is? Well. I it was my birthday yesterday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. I'm not singing the whole thing. <laughs> no, we're not gonna sing. Yeah. And spring <clears throat> is upon us. Yep. And the weather is warming up. 
So my thing of the week is a uh, drink shaker. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So we can celebrate all these wonderful things that have been just the weather and being able to be outside and spring. I'm just so happy. Yeah, we are. <sighs> we were very, very lucky. I think today is the nicest weather that we've had in. Oh, nice. Even that little break of nice weather we had a couple of weeks ago, today was just, it was sunny, it was warm, it was take your jacket off weather. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. It's like after, like, working outside in the cold all winter, just to have this, like, spring awakening of of this, like, warm weather, I get to working outside in my shop again. Oh, so nice. I I always admire that you're able to work in your, your, because for those of you that don't watch, and I really don't think anyone that listens to the show doesn't watch but for those of you that don't watch tomorrow's video tomorrow's videos um Shame watching her work in her <laughs> shop in the winter is really really funny because you literally look like the kid from christmas story <laughs> like you have so many layers and a hat and it's like it's it's so funny to watch because i don't even know how you can move in all the layers that you seem to be wearing when you're in the shop it's it's pretty impressive and underneath all those layers are battery powered like heated (laughs) (laughs) well now it makes more sense at least okay and battery powered heated insoles and a vest that's awesome under it all and your 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 shop is not is it insulated or is it not even in oh my god i can't even imagine (laughs) I, I, you're insane. <laughs> you're just insane. I went down to my shop last week, which is a basement. It's nowhere near as isolated as yours. And I was freezing. I'm like, yeah, not today. Not today. And I just came back upstairs. I'm like, nope, not doing this today. <laughs> I, I just, it's amazing. Like, cause, and the reason I thought of it is cause I, when we talk to guests, I generally keep their YouTube page and their Instagram page up so I can refer back to it. And the fourth thumbnail from the left on yours is milling lumber without a jointer. And you're wearing that, that, heavy jacket and it's like yeah it was probably really cold that day because we've had some real winners this winter as far as cold weather so yep <laughs> yep <laughs> so um do you have one in particular uh, that you want to direct people to or oh it was a gift that somebody gave me and i don't know where it's from gotcha okay so we'll, <laughs> we'll link it we'll it's link like a nice a, generic one <laughs> an iridescent color <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure my um I'm sure my alcoholic partner will be able to recommend one that we can link to. <laughs> okay, cool. Wow. <laughs> hey, um, I, well, one of I us think... has to be an alcoholic. Since I don't drink, yeah. in order to average it, you have to drink a lot. Oh, so it's fine. There you go. It there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I think I think you need to make one tomorrow. Oh, boy. Can you make a wooden... Uh... Yeah, does that work? Mm, I don't know. I need Maybe. a lathe. I'm going to need a lathe. Well, you made a bowl without a lathe, so true, 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 true. true. Yeah, and a basket without I, that dude. That by the way, the collapsible basket bowl that you made. Oh, the yeah, that thing was so freaking cool. I always, like, but yeah, I've always wondered. I've seen those in like craft stores my entire life, and I never understood how they actually were made. It, it, so thank I, you for that. I got to tell you, by the way, I, I was just going to say the same thing. And after your video was amazing, and it's a really cool project. But after you took all the mystery out of it, it was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, sorry. Now I understand <laughs> it. It's not as much fun anymore. <laughs> I saw it at, at like a friend's house and I was like, what is this? And I literally, it was like a lunch that we had there. And I spent the entire lunch just staring at this basket. <laughs> um, 
and then I figured it out. <laughs> well, all right. So here's the challenge: is a collapsible tumbler. Hmm. Jeez. Mm. Oh, Okay. You just keep getting more and more difficult on I know, her. sorry. Moving on. You're, remember, she makes things out of wood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit difficult, but hey. I did I did have one like a like a camper, you know, like a, a camping collapsible cup when I was little, mm -hmm. you know, that you could pull up and it but it would like co compress down into like a hockey puck, you know. Yeah, they like make bowls. Things. yeah 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 exactly like that now they make like rubber bowls like that now that store flat and then you yeah, pop exactly. them out and then, yeah why not okay yeah, fair enough right, fair enough um i'm gonna go next <clears throat> i'm gonna go next i, I just want to go next this time usually i go last but i'm gonna go next because i want to <laughs> um my thing of the week and i'm gonna pick i picked this person i hate calling people thing of the week but they the, the running gag is it's the thing of the week so yes yeah, sometimes a person is the thing of the week um Every once in a while, I'm in a mood, believe it or not. I tend to be moody sometimes. Vincent? I know, right? I know. Um, and I get on, sometimes I'll get on Instagram and I'll just be flipping through people's stories. And there's one person who always manages to cheer me up. Always. Always manages to cheer me up. Some people are just always up. And when they're not up, it feels like there's something wrong with the world. And for me, that person is Ariel, the uh, bubbly homemaker. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love her. Mm -hmm. I I love her in ways I love very few other people on Instagram because no matter how bad a mood I'm in, I can tune in to her stories and at least for a little while, I mean, she really does earn her name, the bubbly homemaker. She's so upbeat and positive pretty much all the time. Right. And she's just, she's a wonderful person. We've had a lot of chats on Instagram over the last couple of years. And she's just, she's just a really nice person who's always positive. Um, and her kid, she's, she has a lot of fun with her kids. And it's just, it's just the whole vibe is just, it's perfect. It's perfect. She did a video with her brother, um, her brother right around Christmas time. Um, and it was just, it was an absolute scream. I was, dying i was laughing so hard and she's just she's always good for a smile if you're in a foul mood she she's always upbeat smiling perky happy Bubbly. and i know that that can really rub people the wrong way if someone's always in a good mood but this is the kind of always in a good mood that makes you actually feel good right along with her so if you haven't checked her out she's on instagram as the bubbly homemaker and you should definitely check her out um Give her a follow. Let her know that we sent you, we sent you there. And um, yeah, she's she's a good one. It, like I said, if you're in a mood or you're feeling down, just watch her stuff. It'll it'll make you smile because it's in fact smiling is infectious, and she <laughs> all she's always smiling and always upbeat. So there you go. Awesome. Yeah, um, Ethan, your thing of the week. Yeah. Uh, so I had my thing of the week, and I'm so. But then I. As you were talking, I had another idea. So I'm going to do a, a, a double whammy, but oh, real quick. Oh, crap. A twofer. Here yeah, we go. Twofer. And uh, my first one's not that great, but this was my original one. So um, my my thing of the week tool-wise is uh, the the Dremel flex shaft. Oh, it is yes. such a game changer. Yes. And, and I just I, – I, I've talked about other Dremel things before. And even if it's not Dremel, just the flex shaft – idea mm -hmm. is brilliant Agreed. Um, it makes it it turns a tool that's great for some things into a tool that's great for a lot of things um so yeah so i used it 
on as as people as we talked about earlier i used it on the um the, the um uh brass pendant uh edge slicker uh that i made mm-hmm. and but regardless of that it's just it's like it makes the tool so so usable and so handy you use it like a pencil you know mm-hmm. uh, so and it's not that expensive it's a super just super affordable really really good tool that's a game changer for it, it, sorry not a, a tool but an, an accessory for the tool that mm-hmm. is a huge game changer so i love that thing i use it all the time so yeah that's my tool but my other thing of the week is made by mary lou who made her first leather prod this past week um and yes, she gave me a shout out, but that's not why I'm, I'm not. That's not why it's my thing of the week. She made not. a leather. Her first leather project was this leather wallet, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's 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 one thing to have your first like leather project. It's another thing to have your first leather project that looks like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very stylized, uh, as we've said before. Her YouTube videos are her style. She doesn't care about anything it's what she wants to make and i love that about her and her videos are fantastic and the project was fantastic so yeah go check it out um it it, it's a really good video it's a really really cool looking wallet and yeah i just i'm I'm excited when people get into leather working and uh yeah so go check it out it, it was it was a particularly good video and one of the things i liked was her um her intro to the video, just yeah. her just kind of casually talking in front of the table and then just going right to work. It was it was really good. It, As she, usual. She has a vibe. She has a vibe for her videos and and I respect that so much. I I wish I had the 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 whatever and the cur- not not the courage, but the uh, the uh confidence in myself to do videos the style that she, you know, that I want and she mm-hmm. does that. And I love that. So, yep. That's why we call her. That's why we call her the queen. <laughs> yeah. She's awesome. She's awesome. Very, very cool. Vibe. She has earned her crown. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, take a second and thank all the people that donate to the show because we couldn't do this show without y'all. Yep. Um, Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from imakejake.com and new to the te- new to the team new to the hall of fame this week the one and only big al schultz from new york woodworks our awesome. good friend al Thanks, former al. guest too thank you al welcome aboard my friend um if you want to support the show feel free to go over to buymeacoffee.com/becausewemake and uh leave a donation there but you don't have to contribute financially if that's not your jam feel free to leave a review that helps when people want to come on this podcast sometimes they check and see if we're legit and one good way to look legit is when a lot of people say you're a pretty good show and we've had a couple of people tell us recently in fact that they discovered us as recommendations from iTunes so anytime awesome. you doubt that just that little bit helps. Believe me, it does. It gets us in front of more ears. And the more ears, the more we can keep doing the show. So thank you so much 
to everyone for donating, for reviewing, for sharing the show, for talking about the show, and for uh, any shout-outs that I might have missed that people gave us over the course of the last week or so. Oh, wait, no, you know what? I have to give one big thank you. One big thank you. Um, I got a shout-out from Stephen at Makers Figuring It Out um, mm-hmm. on last week's episode. He gave me a really, really kind shout-out. Um, I really appreciate it. I also really appreciate at a time when – like I said, I'm hemorrhaging people on Instagram. <laughs> I really do appreciate that he liked my story behind my old logo versus my new logo and how I designed the new one. And I really do appreciate it because I'm really enjoying leaning into the art and graphic design part of my skill set a little more. And getting a bit of a pat on the back for that stuff really means a lot to me because it's a thing that's feels like it's dragging my Instagram down a little bit, but I'm just going to keep doing it because I enjoy it. So. And I do appreciate that people are liking coming along on that ride with me. So thank you for that. And thanks for sticking around. And thanks for the shout out, Stephen. I really do appreciate it. I think that's going to do it, guys. But um, a big, big shout out. And thank you to Tamar. Yes, Tamar. You know, um, I, to, we asked Tamar um, a while back um, if she would come on the show. And she said, she said yes. And I was just so excited that one day that day was going to come. And now that day is here. So <laughs> it was really great to finally talk to you. It was great to talk to you guys as well. Um, is there any place? I mean, I'll have obviously I'll have the link to your Instagram and your YouTube and your website in the show notes. Is there any place else you want to direct people to? I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah, we, we if I know your if I know your links, then I don't even bother asking you for it. just make your life a lot easier just nice and smooth and friction free but seriously thank you so much for coming on you have been one of the most inspirational people for me as i've gotten more into woodworking and uh, granted you are you do way more than i'll ever do and i know that but i love watching you because i always feel like i'm watching you and i'm coming along on the journey with you and you do a great job of not just, you know, putting up a really cool project, but teaching the whys and the hows. Yeah, 100%. And it, you're, you're as good a teacher as you are a project maker. And it's been really fun watching you blow up. And, you know, every time I hear Jimmy talk about Tamara, I just have a good laugh because I <laughs> think it's fantastic. He, I don't know what it is about Jimmy just can't get your name right. And it's hysterical it, yeah. to me every time he calls you Tamara, every time he mentions you. Me? Yeah, you've not heard this? No. Oh, Tamar. <laughs> Tamar, Tamar, Tamar. He's mentioned you at least twice on his podcast, and he calls you Tamara. <laughs> it's every, great. Every time, like, I was so nervous to, to record this because I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to say it like Tamara, Jimmy. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's Tamar. One of my closest. Tamar without an A. <laughs> one of my closest friends, one of my closest friends um, in college. Her name was Tamar. No so way. I, I, I never would ever, ever. Yep. Her family was Israeli. Her, okay. her name was Tamar. And I, it's a name I'll never get wrong. It's great because it's awesome. You say it so well. I was so shocked. Yeah. That's <laughs> a okay. I almost wanted to call you Tamara just because, but uh, <laughs> I know her name and I'm going to get it right. And I'm going to surprise her by getting it right. I wouldn't have corrected you since I'm so used to it. <laughs> okay. Yes. As I would hope you would correct us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I can't wait to I'm I'm excited for all of your future projects. I'm super excited that you are contemplating an acoustic guitar. And so not I'm for really a while. 
I know it's not going to be for a while, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. But yes, I'm so excited for all of your future projects. Um, yeah. And yeah, if you need any leather stuff for the chair, you let me know. I will Ooh. definitely reach out. Yeah, yeah that definitely. is that is the that is Ethan's that is Ethan's jam. Okay. Many have asked him, and he is the expert. So okay. uh, I don't know if an expert is the right quiet, term, Ethan. But... Quiet. Mm. I'm getting I'm, I'm getting you in with Tamar here. <laughs> um, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening, sharing all the good stuff that you guys do. We have, like I t- like I said a couple of weeks ago, we have guests lined up all the way into April. So. There's a lot more of this fun coming next week. We're not going to tell you who's coming next week. You're going to have to listen to find out, but I promise I will absolutely make an ass of myself because I'm going to be so nervous to talk to this person. But you're going to have to wait till next week to find out exactly who it is. And we will talk to you then. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>